Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It is time for the second race of the season, actually a race that wasn't determined to be on the schedule until the COVID pandemic has kind of screwed us over once again. Now it's bled on over to the 2021 season because we don't get to go to Auto Club Speedway. So that means next year we're going to see the two-mile track only one more time, and they're going to reduce it now to a short track similar to if Bristol and Martinsville had a baby. Hopefully that's a good race. But we're thinking too far in the future. we got to focus on right now. And that is the Daytona Road Course. We only thought we were going to see it at the Clash. And now we get to see it for the second race of the season. And there are a lot of good picks to go through. I mean, some of them are very obvious. Some of them you might not expect. But we got to get our fancy picks all set up. So for this episode, focusing just on fancy picks and who you should have in your lineup for the second race of the season, the Daytona Road Course. So let's get into it. Alright, so we're going to go over once again since it's still early in the season. Just going to let everyone know. We go off a NASCAR Fantasy Live where you can only pick one driver 10 times throughout the regular season. You can pick six drivers. One of them will stay in the garage while the rest of them will score you points. We have our own Fantasy League, so make sure to check that out. It's called NASCAR Field Fillers on NASCAR Fantasy Live because we got to throw in these observers. These guys are becoming pricks. Crazy Corrado making fun of me. Mechanical Manny, he looks at me less and less every single day. I'm tired of it. We need some fans to kick their asses, but not kick my ass because that looks even worse. So make sure to check that out. I will have the link on the podcast episode as well as the website, but let's get into it. We got five drivers that we're going to choose as top picks, five as dark horses, some you may want to take a chance on, and then some drivers you absolutely do not want on your roster for this race. So let's get the easy ones out of the way. We already know who we want on our list. It's going to first start off with the number nine from Rick Henrik Motorsports. That is going to be Chase Elliott. Now, why in the world should we ask Chase Elliott on our list? If you're asking that question, please start watching more NASCAR races because you have no idea what's going on. Chase Elliott has basically become the 90s version of Jeff Gordon when it comes to road courses, except now road courses actually matter and they're actually holding a good chunk of the 2021 schedule. And let me just show you what Chase Elliott's results have been at the last four points paying race. That is first, 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 and first. He has won the last four races at road courses. How can you not put him on your fantasy roster? Absolutely put him on there. In the last three years, his average point score has been 45, and that's including an engine blow up at Sonoma a couple years back. Definitely put him on your list. Easy choice on there. Second one who's also an easy choice is the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Yes, I know his last place finish in the class could scare you a little bit, but that was kind of a freak accident with all the dirt that was happening there on the back straightaway. Other than that, let's look at his last few finishes. A 7th, a 3rd, a 7th, a 2nd, a 1st. He did have a 14th, but he still scored 30 points. And then in 2nd place, and then he got a victory at Sonoma. With an average point score of 41, he has done absolutely phenomenal when it comes to road courses. Martin Trex Jr. usually stands head and shoulders when it comes to these racetracks. And I think he can honestly do it again. 
weekend. Yeah, he did have a 7th place finish at the last Daytona Road Course race, but let me tell you, it was more of a pit strategy. He will be there near the end if the pit strategy falls in his favor, because let me tell you, he kicks ass at this racetrack. Add him on your list as well. And then let's include a guy who was almost victorious at the Clash. Let's include Ryan Blaney. There are many reasons why Ryan Blaney is a good favorite to have on your fantasy team. He has gotten a victory at a road course in the last couple of years. Now, granted, it was because Martin Truex Jr. and Jimmy Johnson took each other out. But the fact that he was in that position shows how good he's at at those racetracks. So definitely consider him because his average point score has been 35 points in the last three years when it comes to road courses. Definitely a really good pick right there. And the one that ties him is kind of one that kind of surprised me. That is Denny Hamlin in the number 11. Denny Hamlin has actually shown that he's a really good road course racer. Has gotten a win at Watkins Glen. Yes, it's been a few years. But let's look at his other few finishes. 15th, 2nd, 19th, 3rd, 5th, 12th. 13th and 10th. Now most people would say that these points go that these finishes are not really that good. Like why the hell is he a top pick? It's because he's similar to Joey Logano in a sense that he gets stage points. His average point score is the same as Ryan Blaney, a driver who does really good at road courses. So you can honestly have him there as a bit of a backup, more of a reliability in case one of these guys gets into trouble in the middle of the race. Because I can see these leaders doing something like Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney did. But maybe not on the last lap. It could be a few laps before the end of the race. And they mess up their car. Someone who's more reliable may be better to put than having nothing but the top three guys that you can think of. Because the chances are, one of those guys is going to take the other one out. And I think Denny Hamlin would be a good substitute. And as well as a good top pick. And then the last one, um, he barely fits on here, but you know what? He's done a damn good job. Let's include Chase Elliott's partner, and that is the number 24 of William Byron. William Byron, believe it or not, has really impressed a lot of people when it comes to the road courses. He's just not a one-off guy when it comes to the restricted play tracks. He does really well at the road courses as well. Let me show you the last few finishes. 6th place with 42 points. 8th place with 40 points. 6th place with 41 points. That's the last 3 races. The other ones he has led a lot of laps. But he usually gets into trouble whether it be a pit strategy or he overshoots a turn. We all remember 2018. And his average point score has been 33 points. So he doesn't do too bad when it comes to the road courses. And honestly, with a 6th place finish and also a really good finish when he had a flat tire in the clash and was able to still come back up and still get a top 10 finish, heck, good reliable source to go on for there. He will probably not be contending for the win, but he could still get you a solid top 10, maybe even a top 5 if the cards fall in his favor. So those are my top 5 top picks. Well, I couldn't have worded that any worse. It is Chase Elliott, Martin Trex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and William Byron. Now, let's move on to the Dark Horses. So these picks right here, it's not a guarantee that they're going to be running in the front, but they could get you a solid top 10. Maybe they could be running for the victory there at the end. Who knows? But these guys are also really good to have as definitely your third or fourth pick. Hell, maybe even your second pick. Or if you're being more aggressive with your top picks, your fourth and fifth guys to go with. So here's the guys that I have. And I'm first going to start off with another one of the Rick Henrik drivers. And that is the number five of Kyle Larson. I did not include him at Daytona because he really hasn't been a guy that's really stood out when it comes to plate racing. But you know where he does really good at? 
That is the road courses. With an average point score of 32 points since his running back in 2019. Remember, he didn't run in 2020. We all know that story. We don't need to get into those details. But let me show you his finishes. 13th, 8th, 10th, did get a 24th, 6th, and 14th. Now, he makes up these finishes that are sometimes outside the top 10 with solid points from stage racing. And he is able to score, on average, 32 points when it comes to these races. Hey, might not be a bad idea to throw the number 5 car on your roster. I mean, he's teammates with William Byron and Chase Elliott who have been kicking ass at the road courses. And he's also hasn't had too bad of finishes with that number 42 car either. Hey, maybe a good time to take a risk on him. I don't know. Next person I want to move on to, well, let's just do all of Rick Henrik. Let's do the number 48 of Alex Bowman, about the same average as Kyle Larson, and he's kind of like similar what he was to to the Daytona 500. Um, hopefully, he's not in the same spot where he kind of screws us over when I say, he's super reliable, and then he gets into the first accident of the race, and he makes me look like a complete another jackass. I hope that doesn't happen in this race. He is starting near the back, so I would lean more towards one of the other Rick Henrik drivers than him. He's definitely picked number four when it comes out of those bunch, but hey, he could still do what he's been doing at other races, kind of similar to Eric Amarola when it comes to mile and a half, and that's 30 points in the race day and calling in a good day. I wouldn't be mad at that, especially if that's your fourth or fifth pick. That's always a really good thing to have is someone who's fifth on your roster but still scoring 30 points. Maybe keep Alex Bowman on the back of your mind. And then let's move on to some drivers that we haven't seen really in the Cup Series yet, performant road courses, but we know they're damn good. Let's include the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Yes, we have a rookie now on the roster, and let me tell you something, his results have been very damn impressive. Yes, there has been a few races where he has finished outside the top 20. Ran to some problems, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, when the top dogs, they sometimes get into it, and one of them pays the price. He's been on the receiving end of that. Now, he has also been on the good side of it, where he's gotten victories. Remember the Indianapolis road course, absolutely kicked ass in that race, and he scored on average 40 points in the Xfinity races when it comes to road courses in the last three years. I think it's a great opportunity to put him on your roster. I certainly want to because he's in the same equipment that Clint Boyer was in, another driver who did good when it came to Watkins Glen, Sonoma, and hell, even the Charlotte Roval he did really good at. And I think he even got a solid finish at the Daytona Road Course last year. He's just a really good road course racer as well as Chase Briscoe. Definitely consider putting him as your third or fourth pick when it comes to this race. And the next one I want to use, let's use the number 16 of A.J. Allmendinger. A.J. Allmendinger has only gotten one victory in the Cup Series, and that is none other than Watkins Glen, where he had an impressive battle between him and Marcus Ambrose. Very good race, but that was over six years ago. Can we still trust A.J. Allmendinger to perform at the road courses? And I certainly think so. He's going to be with the same equipment that he runs in the Xfinity Series where he's done really well. He's gotten six top five finishes in the last seven races. That's pretty damn good. He does have that 123rd place finish. So sometimes that could kind of, you know, scare someone away a little bit. But I wouldn't consider him a must-go-to person. I am considering him a dark horse. But if you want to use someone like Chase Briscoe more over him, totally understand. But if you want to take a risk, want to play a little strategy, maybe even a six-pick guy, 
I would throw AJ Allmendinger there because I think he can get a top 10 with Colleague Racing in the Cup Series. Um, I don't think he's going to be going for the victory, but he can definitely be there near the top. Consider AJ Allmendinger a good dark horse in this race. And then the last one in the dark horse list, I, I'm kind of cheating because he's not really considered a dark horse. He would be more of a top pick guy. But in this race, he might be able to impress us because he hasn't really gotten a victory at all when it comes to any tracks with right turns. And that is the number 22 of Joey Logano. Joey Logano in the last three races has been pretty damn impressive when it comes to road courses. At the Charlotte Roval, as well as even the Daytona road course, he has scored on average 38 points. That's the last three races. He has really improved in the last couple of years when it comes to these racetracks because the other finishes were usually either outside the top 20 or just barely inside the top 20. Like nowhere in nowhere near the top 10 is where Joey Logano was. Now that he's starting to turn around, he might be considered a good value to have on your team. Now, Joey Logano could be more reliable at other racetracks. That is definitely something to be considered. I would really rely on him more on the short tracks and the mile and halves than I would at a road course. But hey, it's still early in the season. You still got 10 picks. If you didn't use him at the Daytona 500, maybe throw him in here on this list. He might get you a really good finish. If he does something like he did last year, hell, 35 points for your fifth or sixth pick way better than throwing someone like Chase Briscoe or A.J. Allmendinger as far as more risking it. This would be more of reliability and more of a safer pick. Ah, yes. The take a chance, guys. The guys that could either screw you over really bad and it's the reason why you kept them in the garage to begin with, or they could be your saving grace. Now, the guys I have on here, some of them might surprise you. Some of them, eh, maybe not so much. It just depends on how much you've been paying attention to the road courses. The first one I have on here is Kurt Busch. I thought for sure Kurt Busch in the last few races has been a guy that you can trust on. But honestly, not nearly as much as the other 10 people that I just mentioned. His average point score has been about 30 points. And he really hasn't performed that well with Ganassi equipment when it comes to the road courses. When he was with Stuart Haas Racing, he did a phenomenal job scoring 40 plus points in every single race. Now, on average, he's scoring about, I don't know, like 25, 26. He could get that spark like he did back in Stuart Haas, but it is kind of more of a risk. Definitely a six pick on here. I wouldn't rely on Kurt Busch to get you the victory in your fantasy league. Maybe more of kind of like a insurance type driver and say if one of your top drivers gets taken out early in the race. That's what I would consider Kurt Busch. Then the next one we have is Eric Jones. Eric Jones, believe it or not, does not do too bad when it comes to the road courses. The only problem is he's not really as top performing as the other drivers. A little bit lower on average points with a 30-point average. But, you know, let's look at how he did in 2020. He scored a third-place finish and 11th-place finish and scored on average 33 points in those two races. That's not too bad. And then if you look past the wreck, he's had a 4th place finish and an 8th place finish in 2019. So he does seem to get top 10s, but also at the same time, for every 2 races he does good, there's one race where he finishes 32nd or worse. That's why I consider him more of a take a chance guy. Honestly, I think I like him more than Kurt Busch. 
However, this is different equipment. Richard Petty Motorsports has not been performing too well when it comes to these tracks. So you also have to take that into consideration. That is why he is more of a take a chance than more of a dark horse driver, as you will. Next guy I want to include here is Matt Benedetto in the number 21. Matt Benedetto did not do anything at Daytona, which was an absolute bummer. And Matt Benedetto has had some success in the past when it comes to road courses. When it was with the number 21 car, I really did not see it that much. I mean, with a 20th place finish and then a 15th place finish, they just really weren't that great. Now, when he was with the number 95 team, as well as the number 32 car even, he had some pretty solid finishes. So, I don't know. If you still think it's going to be like 2020, don't include him on your list. But if you think he can get that spark back and run like the same way he did back when he was with smaller teams or back when he was in the lower series... Maybe not a bad idea to put him on your list. Um, I think I would stay away from him if you tried him in the Daytona 500. But if you still have 10 picks left, give him, a, give him a shot. He might be able to impress you and might cover for one of those drivers who could get into an accident. And then I'm going to include one more. I think I got to include this driver. Even though his average points has not been the most impressive, he could be running on a lot of momentum. Just got his first ever victory. I'm talking about Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell in the number 34 car. His finishes have been hit and miss. I'm not going to lie. He either scores 15th or better, or he scores 25th or better. There's nothing in between with this guy. Well, he does have some 18th place finishes, but you get what I mean. His points are either going to be 25 or more, or maybe he's going to get you 5 points at most. That is Michael McDowell when it comes to these racetracks. This is definitely a big gamble to go with him. I think he's more of a roll your dice. Keep him as your sixth pick at best. And make sure your rest of your team is very conservative. Solid running guys. Because Michael McDowell could outscore a few of those dark horses. But at the same time, he could give you the screw down really bad. That could cost you a fantasy win for the weekend. That's where the number 34 car sits, but I do got to mention him because, I mean, shoot, after that win, I mean, who wouldn't be on fire after that? And also, he's known for doing really good at road courses. He's gotten a victory in the Xfinity series. I think that was Road America, so he's going to be a driver to be considered at in the next few road courses. I think maybe if I was in your guys' shoes, I would probably wait and see how he does in this race because I don't know how good Front Row Motorsports' package for the road courses is this year. But who knows? Maybe it's the time to put him in and maybe he can get you another solid finish. I don't think he's going to go for two in the row. If he does, I'll sell my entire house. I'll just put it as that. So Michael McDowell, I love you, but please don't win this race because I got my entire life hanging on this one. But... Honestly, as a sixth pick, why not? Give him a shot. If you didn't use him in the Daytona 500, I bet you're itching to use him in one of these races soon. This might be a good option here. So those are my take a chance, guys. Now let's look at three drivers that I don't think you want to at all put on your fantasy roster. Okay, so the first bum, as you will, is going to be Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola, it's not because he let me down as well from that first crash on lap number 13. It's simply because he just doesn't run that great when it comes to road courses. He's more of a reliable top 10 guy, always been known as that guy, just been there but not really been a contender. Not so with road courses. He's usually about a top 20 at best. That's not who you want on your fantasy roster, especially a driver who can do really good at other races. So that's why Eric Amarola, for me, 
is a no-go. Next guy I have on here is Ricky Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse is more of a guy that we're going to rely on in Talladega and Daytona. This weekend, hell no. His best finish of any kind of race at a road course has been about a 15th place finish. That is about it. He does get stage points, but usually it's kind of a pitch strategy. He's just like, hey, I got eight points. Now to go back to 25th. I, I don't really want to rely on a guy who does that. Um, I want to rely on a guy who gets stage points and could get a solid finish, not a guy who just gets some stage points and then pisses off in the back. That's kind of where Ricky Stenhouse, in my opinion, is going to stay in this race. So you got some way better options than the number 47 car. And then the last one I have is the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. Uh, Bubba Wallace just doesn't do good at road courses. No ifs, ands, or buts. I know he was with Richard Petty Motorsports, and now he's going to be with the fifth Joe Gibbs car. I still don't want to trust him in this race. I think he's definitely more of a no-go. Um, we saw how Ty Dillon did with the number 23 car, and I mean Ty Dillon's not the best guy to, to compare with that because he's not really the best driver when it comes to road courses either. Has had some okay finishes, but at best okay. Bubba Wallace in the last three years has not finished in the top 20 at all. I don't want to rely on him even if he's the most hyped, part of the most hyped team in NASCAR right now. I don't want to rely on someone who hasn't even gotten a top 20 since 2017 or further back. I'm not going to rely on that. Sorry, Bubba Wallace. You're going to be part of my no-go list for this weekend. And that will conclude our fantasy picks, guys. Just let me know who you guys are going with. In my opinion, the best drivers for me to go with, this is probably going to be my roster. That's going to be Chase Elliott, Martin Trex Jr., Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, A.J. Allmendinger, and Eric Jones. I might even substitute Kyle Larson for William Byron. There are a lot of good picks. It's not going to be as crazy random as a plate race. So at least I feel a little more comfortable with these picks than I did last weekend. If these ones are crap then I don't know what to say, except, sorry, whatever I say, just do the exact opposite, and you'll do a lot better in your fantasy leagues. <laughs> but make sure to check out our website if you do want to review our picks. It's on nascarfieldfiller.com. Make sure to check that out. We've been doing a lot of hard work on there. Starting to turn out really nice. We really enjoy it and have a lot of fun communicating with you guys. And most importantly, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I've been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>